What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. We are back with the podcast for the first time of the offseason and the first time in a couple months, all three of us on the screen together to talk some Blazers basketball. We've been making videos over the last week or two just about news, rumors, reports about the Blazers offseason. If you haven't seen those, go check them out. But this podcast is just going to be kind of a roundup of all the news and everything you need to know give some predictions for the offseason and what to expect, as well as answer a couple questions from you guys from the Instagram. The first thing that happened this offseason, as you guys know, was the draft lottery. That was a big night for the Blazers coming in. That was going to give us a huge boost going into the offseason. Kind of fell flat. Bad vibes in that night. Seventh pick, not what we were looking for. Cody, I mean, you watched the stream. It was just, it just felt like yeah. bad vibes. Yeah, obviously disappointing to get the seventh pick. Wanted definitely wanted more, although it could have been worse. I mean, you 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 just want more in that situation when you look at the odds from that perspective. But yeah, obviously disappointing. I watch you guys's little live stream on that. Kind of funny to see you guys see you guys's reaction. But yeah, obviously it's just disappointing. And Blazers luck kind of wrapped up in a nutshell. I mean, we go from not getting you know the, the Pelicans making the playoffs and not getting their pick to getting the seventh when you really expected, honestly top five so kind of sucks and is a bad way to go into the offseason in my opinion yeah it's really interesting because you go from starting the offseason you trade cj to the pelicans you get their first round pick if they make the lottery and it's top three protected or something like that but they you know they weren't going to be one of or maybe it was top five but they weren't going to be one of those worst teams in the league so you're like all right we got two first round picks we want a top four pick and we want a second you know first round or later in the lottery well what happens? You get a, you get the number seven pick, and it's tough because back you know as the season was ending, Jeremy Grant was on the radar for the Blazers, and we were dangling that Pelicans pick, but they were like, we don't want it because it's not guaranteed in the lottery. And boy, are the Pistons smart! It's kind of like the opposite of us. We, we trade CJ, we trade Norm, we trade Rico, all, and you know we get young assets back. But it's just been bad business for a while if you're the Blazers, and you know coupled with this luck. You know, with the odds, getting the seventh pick. You even saw Dame's reaction on stage. He was our representative. He was just like, man, I have to go through this again? Like, top four pick? Nope. Playing with an all-star caliber player? Nope. Like, you know, Dame's just had to endure a lot of things. And seventh pick is tough. You know, it's just tough. Yeah, I mean, it's just when you put a whole season aside for tanking like we did, like you said, we had expectations for better. Well, we didn't tank good enough. Yeah. The good news is Joe Cronin has put us in a situation where we really don't know what our team is going to look like. We're not handcuffed to contracts. We're not stuck with players. Um, he even Joe Cronin even signed an extension as a GM. I saw some people not happy about that because they haven't seen the results yet. But Joe Cronin is kind of asking us to just like trust the process. Judge us in August once our team is finalized. We got yeah. a lot of free agent or we got a lot of free agent money to spend. We got a lot of we we do have assets. We have assets to trade. Um, and we've got some draft capital. The question yeah. is, what are we going to do with this pick? This yeah. is a big question now going in. I've seen people say, try to trade a little. If you have a chance to trade up into the top three, you do it to get one of those really good three players. Some people say trade down for two picks in the lottery, and some say trade it for a solid player. West, what would you want to do with it? Well, first, I want to go back to what you said about Joe Cronin. I think people, Blazer fans – casuals, diehards, everyone just needs to take a step back and look at what Joe Cronin is trying to achieve. He is trying to accelerate a rebuild. Like he is trying to clean up the mess that Neil Olshay left. 
Okay. And he's trying to do it. He's trying to do a full rebuild, you know, centering on Dane. We have, we have, and we have some pieces, but he's trying to walk that line of an, a, a rebuild, but he's trying to retool, but rebuild at the same time. Cause you know, we're going back to a former GM that traded Robert Covington for two firsts. And I know that's funny, but that's what we did. And that's just, it's poor. It's poor. So what I would do with the pick is I would trade. I would, I would personally trade the pick for a player that's already in the NBA. I think, I think the asking price is going to be too steep to get into the top three. Mm-hmm. And I think if Blazer fans want to win now, like the only guy who I think makes an immediate impact in the NBA is Jabari. I think Paolo is going to take a little bit. I think Chet's got to bulk up a little bit. So I don't think it's worth getting into the top three unless you get a really good deal. But I think those teams, you know, they're, they're dumb, they're bad. And so they're going to want a lot of assets and they're going to ask for a lot. So I think we trade for a proven player. What, what do you, what, what do you got? Cody? Yeah. It's interesting. They say rebuild and retool because think about it. Like personally, as a Blazer fan, don't think about Dame. Obviously he's getting up there in age and you want to win now, but seriously for our team right now, is a smarter decision to rebuild or win now, I guess you can say. And also another thing I like to say, just every year as a Blazer fan, I'm going to be honest. I have, looked forward into the next season. There hasn't been a year since I've been a Blazer fan the last since I've been a fan. So like 10 years ago where I've been went into a season like, oh, we're going to suck this year. Oh, we're going to suck this year. So um, just like the third eye out there is very interesting. And as they really kept us on our toes, I think, this decade, honestly, including yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell you, the last thing I was going to say is I think like fans need to be grateful that Portland has been competitive for as long as they have. And because we've been as competitive for as long as we have, I think fans have very high expectations of the team. But if you really think about it, like Portland's one of the smaller markets out there. The Blazers every year, like the team that has to travel the most throughout the season because we're tucked in the corner of the United States. Like if you really think about it on a national scale, nobody cares about the trailblazers. Like other than like Dame has brought that team a lot of like recognition, but the Blazers have done a lot of great things with, you know, the, you know, the, the capital and the market that they're in. So I think it's, you know, we got to be grateful, but also I, I appreciate the high expectations. It's what drives the team. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the main reasons that Cronin kind of got the criticism he got just because a lot of people aren't looking at the long view. Like you said, they're used to winning. So they expect when we're training CJ McCollum that we're going to bring back a player of CJ McCollum's caliber, but Cronin's kind of going at it a different way. He's like I said, giving him flexibility and that <laughs> flexibility is leading us to be in conversations for big ten, big, not big name players like Deandre Aiden, Zach Levine, Jeremy Grant. So, yeah. That that's kind of the next thing I wanted to go into is we've seen the rumors come out. I mean, Zach Levine is a high target for Portland, which is really weird just because you just traded CJ McCollum and he's kind of a similar mold to Zach Levine. So, you know, can I, can I, I, I got a hot take first. I got a hot take about Zach Levine. What is that? I think Anthony Simons is just literally Zach Levine, just probably a few years early. Okay. And I mean, I think that's a pretty solid take. Both athletic, both both can score, and both are not the best on the Zach team. Levine has been doing it for longer, and Zach Levine has had better numbers for longer. And he's, you know, they're both slam dunk champions here. I mean, come yeah, on. True. And I, just, slam dunk, I think, I guess what I'm saying is Simons, if he's honest. Puzzle cupcake. True. <laughs> true. If Simons, if Simons is progressing at the rate he's progressing, he will become at least what Zach Levine is now, in my opinion. 
and there's probably fans of other teams like you're out of your mind. Well, I'm like, you don't watch the Blazers, so what? What are you talking about? And you the know, fact that you a bad say take. that, I was gonna say the fact that you say that, it excites me, but at the same time, it scares me because it's like we don't want a backcourt of Zach Levine and Damian Lillard. No, and if we just have a Zach Levine clone and Anthony Simons, like that's in theory of quote unquote backcourt we don't want. But I know it's different. It's just. The, that's a big question, Mark, that I see going into this year is can the backcourt of Dame and Anthony exist? I mean, it's With very – Josh Hart off the bench? I'm not saying Anthony comes off the bench. I'm just saying that they both have their struggles on the def- defensive end. Now, Simons can definitely grow into his defense because he is young and he has the defensive tools, but it's, just, it's an interesting question. I have faith that it will work out, and I don't even know if they'll start because you could give Anthony Simons the Tyler Hero role come off the bench, still play 30-plus minutes, and average 20 points a game and win six-man of the year. Like, and start Josh Hart for the defense. Yeah, I mean, we, like, yeah. we have options. We don't know what's going to happen. That's what I love about this, this offseason. I think the name that really jumped out to me, like for a person that I would want to get on our team next year, is Aiden. So, I mean, this guy's young, what, 23 years old, great defender. It's, it's just kind of the perfect recipe for what, we want right now, and you could argue later because, you know, let's say five years down the line, Anthony Simons is still under 30 and Aiden is under 30, and they could be a duo that runs this league. You never know. Yeah, that's a great point because I think Aiden is the perfect player that fits that rebuild but retool. Like, he fits in both timelines. He's good enough now to be for the team to be good next year, to be upgraded, and he's obviously young enough to where that the Simons and Aiden pick-pick-and-roll duo for years to come Portland would be set at least as a playoff team and basically have, you know, another great playoff run. I think it's interesting that a lot of people I've seen comments that are like, well, like if we get Aiden, like what's Nurk going to do? It's like, well, buddy, Nurk's not going to be on the team. Like Nurk is not going to be on the team. You can't play Nurk and Aiden and Blazer fans are great, but we tend to overvalue our players. Like Nurk is not as good in the league's eyes as they are in Blazer fans' eyes. Same with CJ. We thought we could get C we thought we could get PG for for CJ. We got Josh Hart and a pick. It's like the value is a little inflated here. But going back to Aiden, completely agree. I think that's the prize, the prize player in this free agency pool. And if we we if we have a chance to get him, we we gotta go for it. I'm sorry. We got to. I see the Aiden situation similarly to how I see the Blazers going after Ben Simmons last year. Now I like Aiden a lot more than Ben Simmons, but it's another one where it's like, it's a guy that many think is disgruntled with a situation and a guy that's value is probably a little lower because they both struggled in their most recent series in the playoffs. Aiden had his struggles against the Mavericks and Ben Simmons had his struggles against the Hawks last year, but we know Aiden is a lot better than what he showed in that. I mean, last year he was, the anchor for a finals team. People act like he's not a good center and he's not an above average. He's probably on his best day. He's a top five center. He's a top five center. He's the fifth best center in the league and he's still young. Which is better than Nurkic. So if you're a Blazer fan, you should want to do that. Now, the thing is you would have to give a lot of money to Aiden, but like who else are you going to give that money to? I mean, the, the only focus that I would say that the Blazers have when it comes to keeping someone on the team is Anthony Simons. You're, you're giving him, you are putting aside... 20 to 23 million dollars and you're saying this is going to Anthony and no matter what and would i would pay him more than that if he has to be paid that would you part ways 
with would you part ways with anyone not named Damon Ant to get Aiden? Yes. Now, I mean, it, yeah. if, I'm not parting ways with five players, but okay, yeah. If it's basically if they're like we want to pick, we just picks. I don't whatever the draft capital they need, and then like would you get part ways with Mister Little? Probably, yeah. Now yeah. it's yes. not guaranteed yeah. to be yes. a sign and trade because yes. Aiden That's is still, he's going to be a restricted free agent. Now, I don't. I think the Suns would match majority everything and try to get that sign and trade, but they could not, and we could just get them straight up. So, mm-hmm. a lot of flexibility. That's the key word. Yes, I think the other interesting player that we could be looking at, and obviously his names come up time and time again, is Jeremy Grant. However, seems to be some steam kind of. Sorry, this it's losing steam a little bit. I think. Yeah, I mean Jeremy Grant. Losing that Pelicans pick because that was going to be the main part of it because we're not trading the seventh pick for <coughs> for Jeremy Grant. No. Like I think the package now is like blood so another first round pick in later years and then like Keon Johnson or something. The only problem with Jeremy Grant is like he's going to ask for money and he's just not worth twenty eight million dollars a year. Mm-mm. He's just not. He would fit well with the Blazers. Like I think he would be a great piece to have but I'm not willing to pay a ton of money for him. I mean, he, I remember at the Pistons game, like him, Nurk, and like Josh Hart, like literally Nurk and Josh Hart were posting on Twitter, like Jeremy Grant with the eyes emoji. Like everyone knows that he's a big target for the Blazers and that's the most likely guy we bring in. But I just, I just don't want to be forced to have to pay him that much money. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to pay some good players, obviously. Simons, he's probably going to ask for 20, I would yeah, say. I would say any low 20s. Dames obviously got his 40 or whatever next year. And if you brought in Aiden, that's another 20. But sometimes you're just going to have to pay the players what they want. But CJ, that's an example of probably someone you don't want to pay that much. But exactly. I mean, that's what that's what the game is when it comes to the NBA and contracts and offseason is finding those low-value players for low prices like we do with Nurkic. Yeah, and, yeah, and that, so. yeah, and that's why it would have been so clutch to get one of those three guys, preferably Paolo or Jabari, because you get them on a rookie deal, and then you literally have, like like if Jabari Smith was on this team, and we somehow got Aiden, that team is automatically a top four seed in the West. Yes, I said it because people forget how good Dame is. This dude sat out for a year. People forgot how good this dude is. Like if Dame. If Dame is if Dame is carrying CJ McCollum, a skeleton of Robert Covington, and Yusuf freaking Nurkic post injury, he can take Aiden Simons and Jabari Smith. I'm just saying. That's just you saying that makes me so mad that we didn't get a high pick. But fine. I, I want to go over a couple prospects we could get with the seventh pick because I think we could still draft and. As much as everyone just says, oh, it's the top three and then the rest of the draft are role players, I think there's some pretty solid players in this draft. I think the top of our board right now would be a mix of a Keegan Murray out of Iowa. I just don't think he falls a seven. Um, Shaden Sharp, Ben Matherin, maybe Jalen Duran, um, and A.J. Griffin. So I think those are the five players you would look at for the Blazers. You got a couple big guards slash forwards and then you got your classic forward and your classic center 
Here, here's the interesting thing for me. I really have not spent much time looking at who we could take with seven because I really think that the Blazers will not pick seven. I think they're either going to just they they're either going to trade up and just swing. They're going to trade back and maybe get like an actual player involved, or just like trade the pick completely for like a decent like Question. star, not star, but a Jeremy Grant caliber, yeah, something like that. Question: Do you think? Now that the Blazers have kind of had their fair share of bad luck, not getting the Pelicans pick, dropping in the draft, and the and it seems like the fans are getting a bit restless. Do you think Joe Cronin does like before the draft or on draft night do a big swing trade, like you say, to kind of just get a little bit of energy into the fans and be like, we got this guy, and we're making moves. We know what we're doing. Would Would Miles Bridges classify as that? Um. Prob, uh, I don't know, maybe. But Miles Bridges is a guy; is he's a restricted free agent. Mm. I, I more, I more so say like trade up into the top three or trade this pick for, or do combination. I, I don't know, but I also think Joe Curran's a guy that trusts his trusts his plan, and mm. it seems like him, Damon Chauncey are pretty confident that they can sit down with a free agent and convince them to come to Portland. I'm, I'm not saying that's a good thing to have because has not worked in the past. Our biggest, our biggest free agent we've gotten in the last 10 years is Evan Turner. Um, Evan Turner. So we paid, we paid that dude $75 million. And I thought it was a good contract. Speaking of overpaid speaking, of, but yeah, you never know with these slow draft picks. I mean, I think like the Spurs are a great example. Ginobili was such a low pick. I think Tony Parker was such a low pick and they, you know, that duo has, has at least two or three rings together. So, yeah, you can find your gems in the draft. I mean, CJ McCollum was the 10th pick and Dame was the sixth pick. We're at seven. Yep. So, well, it's interesting because you have like, Dr- like Draymond Green went in the second round, Jokic went in the second round. Yep, exactly. So, you just can, glass half full, you know. Yeah. I do want to mention one thing. We did a video on it yesterday, and this is just a quick mention. Uh, Jody Allen, there are reports that Jody Allen will sell the Blazers. Well, that would be a big deal because it would obviously just a new owner in general and anything is a big deal because they have control over the whole team. And that could lead to the possibility of the team moving out. That could lead to new arenas. That could lead to better teams because they want to spend more money on the team. So I just wanted to throw that idea out there or that report out there for those that didn't see the video. Um, the Blazers aren't moving out of Portland. I just want to get that straight out. That's never going to happen, I don't think, in my opinion. But, I mean, a new owner would be interesting just to spark some life into this team because Jody Allen just seems disinterested in the Blazers at this point. Yeah. I think the Blazers uh, – I don't know. It's going to be interesting the next couple years just seeing who takes over the team, what their plans are with the team. But I do think this is the right decision – for Jody Allen to sell because she, yeah, like you said, not a lot of interest in the team, which is fine. You know, it was more her brother, Paul, you know, had the Seahawks and the Blazers very into the team, very passionate about the Blazers. So, yeah, I, I would like a new owner that is from the Northwest, has Northwest ties, you know, a little passion. Quick, fun question. Quick, fun question. Um, Go for it. How much are the Blazers worth, I think? Give them a Do you have a tag. Yes. <sighs> Um, who's who's number? How much is number one, and how much is thirty? If you probably don't have that. 
I'm going to get this information. Hang on a second. I, I know that, like, at least in the NFL, like, some recent ones, like the, like the Panthers were bought for, like, $3 billion, I think. Billion? But that's, yeah, that's, like, NFL, and that's also a bigger market than Portland. I don't know the difference between NFL and NBA. I would assume the Lakers are, like, Lakers are next. Mid, next. Mid. Mid, mid bees. That would be interesting, though. I mean, for perspective, um, it says the Knicks have the most at 5.8 billion. Million? Billion. Billion. No, no, not million. Me. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. like, what? I'll say, I'll say the Blazers are like 1.1 billion. I'll say, I'll say we're two and a half. Okay, this is by Forbes. It says we are 2.05 billion. So, wow. okay. so yeah. Three, not even halfway to the Knicks, and they suck. So there it is. Yeah. Time to important. So, but yeah, it's a lot of money, obviously, by a team. So it'll be interesting to see who takes over that and just kind of the storylines that follow there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's really all we have when it comes to the Blazers. Uh, I mean, the pick, we, we've given our thoughts on what we want to do. Uh, as the draft comes closer and as we get more – news on who we're interviewing we could probably go a little more in depth on prospects we could draft if we do end up keeping the pick but we don't want to talk about a bunch of prospects we don't even know if we're keeping the pick so we're gonna have what i do have one game game i created Mm. little or it's not a game it's more of an opinion so basically it's in honor of most likely use of not being on this team anymore which for better or for worse he was he was a good center for us I'm going to name some centers in the NBA. You tell me if you'd rather have Nurkic or this player, okay? And I want you to think hard. I don't want you to just think like, oh, oh it's like on, like on our team, not just a better player, like for our team. Yes. Next year, yeah, okay. All right. I would give Nurkic, by the way, like a 60% chance he's still on the team. Okay. Jarrett Allen. Yikes. Uh, for our team... I'll say Jared Allen just because he's one of the best defensive bigs in the league. I mean, he was an all-star, believe it or not. Not not saying, like, that makes him automatically better, but I would say Jared Allen. Okay. What, Cody, what do you say? This like, We're going to make it quick. I'm going to say Jared Allen, too. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, y'all, I don't need to, y'all need to prove your pain. It's more just interesting. All right, all right. Jonas Valanciunas. I think Nurk. Nurk? Yeah. Robert Williams the third. Uh, Nurk. That's so hard. I, taking into account age, I'll that's go. You can do uh, that. No, I'm going Nurk. Nurk. You say, you say Nurk? I say Nurk. Over Robert Williams. Interesting. Okay. Let's go with hmm, Clint Capella. Nurk. Nurk. Dog this year. What, 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 what does that mean? Just kidding. Not uh, good. Washed. Washed? Okay. Not washed. How old is he? I don't even know. But nah, give me Nurk. Miles Turner. I'll go Turner. Yeah, I got to go Turner on that one. Similar to the Jared Allen. Yeah. Oh, he's on the same tier as Jared Allen? Caban Looney. <laughs> Nurk. Nurk. Come on, man. Looney's a, Looney's a He's in the shadows player. of Steph Curry. He's getting carried out there. Yeah. Getting nerfed in a mile. <laughs> Buy him high. Okay. Let's go with... Yeah, okay. I was going to say that, but that's just obvious for y'all. Mitchell Robinson. Nerk. Nerk. 
Man, y'all like some nerd. Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. I will take Bam, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikola Vucevic. Jokic? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll go Vucevic, but he was kind of – he was also kind of bad this year. Was Nurk good this year? Uh, I, well, Nurk wasn't bad. His usage rate skyrocketed because we were trying to tank, so we gave Nurk the ball. Yeah. We let him carry the squad in April, May. Season. Oh, wait, April, May is playoffs. I meant January, February, March. Yeah, and we weren't playing in April. No, Next playing one. in April. You ready? Yeah. Steven Adams. Nurk. I think Steven Adams is older by a mile, right? I think Steven so, Adams is like 30. Okay. Nurk. Here, here's what I'm really interested to see y'all's opinion on. Al Horford. Wow. <laughs> How old is he? Like 35. I'm taking – He's old, but he, he's still balling. I'm taking Nurk. I yeah, think me I'm, too. I'm taking Al Horford. Are you serious? No. What do you mean no? Al nah? Horford. I, I know, like, it's a good thing to pick up your play in the playoffs, but, like – he didn't have a good season necessarily. He's just playing well in the playoffs. I mean, I guess that's all what matters, but still. Christian Wood. Probably would. But, like, not by a lot. I wouldn't go I out of my way, way to get Wood over Nurk. I go Wood too, but not by far. Wow. All right, that's all I said. I, just, I was just interesting. I would say Nurkic is like – Is Nurk a top 10 center? Nurkic is anywhere between, like, 9 and 13 when it comes to centers. Okay, I, I I had an interesting. I was pulling from a list, so I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the list just before this we top go. centers in the league. Yes. Okay. From just uh, this was going into the year. Oh. Or no, this was. Yeah, this was last September. Well, you could go by two so. K ratings, but they probably think like Bams are okay. better than Dan. Uh, this this was this was. One month like ago. a ninety or something. That's this was this was one month one month ago. Ten best centers in the NBA. Number one was Jokic. Yeah, we we know he's not top five. Number two Embiid. Number three Towns. Four Gobert. Five Bam. Gobert over Bam. Okay. Yeah. Defensive player always in there, but Bam was too. So it's interesting. It's interesting. All right. Uh, okay. We see you against the perimeter last series. Interesting. Like, interesting right. question. Are the are the Jazz better with Bam at center? All right. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're not, we don't care about six, the Jazz. Six is Aiton. Yeah. Seven is Jared Allen. Yeah. Eight is Vucevic. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my first one I disagree with. Nine is Valanciunas. Oh, wait. Sorry. I meant Valanciunas. I got the Vs mixed up. My bad. Ten is Capella. Okay. That's two I disagree with. But I, but I think there's some other guys that are better than Nurk, too. All right. Well, let's keep I think Nurk is on that level. You think Nurk is – okay. What about – That's why I said he could be ninth. Yeah, but you guys took Christian Wood over him. Yeah, but like I said, like, eh. True. Anyway, it's just interesting because Nurk, like, you would say, like, Nurk for Al Horford, Nurk all day. There there was a time at the beginning of the year we were like, dude, we could trade Nurk for Jalen Brown. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you can't. Yikes. <laughs> Which is just a horrible take in hindsight, so I'll take the blame for that. But it's just interesting when you, like, you know, Nurk or Al Horford, you'd want to say Nurk. It's like Al Horford. The recency bias is there. But anyway. That's all we got for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be with the offseason starting to pick up. We'll hopefully get some podcasts coming at you maybe around once a week. And then the draft we'll, definitely is doing. Doing, we'll definitely do an NBA draft, a live stream. So be on the lookout for that. 
And we might live stream a couple more playoff games, but we will see. Make sure to subscribe. Go follow us on Instagram. The link's in the description. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.